<laughs> Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Why'd you laugh at me? Griffin, before we start recording, always likes to do something that makes me think I should not start. And usually it involves drinking a beverage. And I figure I'll wait until he's finished. I am a prepper, right? Okay. Not in the sort Backpack. of like uh, go bag yeah. kind of way. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the like, I want to, before I leave the house, I have to have peed within the last 10 minutes. <laughs> um, because I need to like, I need to start out at the optimal position so I can have like the optimal time with it, right? So I have to hit the water right before we start recording so that my mouth is like optimal moistness. I know. I have no problem with that. I think that is great prepping. Um, But I will say that usually you're like, all right, ready to go. You look at me to start and then you grab your water. And I think like, oh, he's not ready to start because he doesn't want that sound on the recording. Well, um, I mean, the time that it takes you to say, hi, this is Rachel McElroy, I can get a guzzle in there. Easy. And the microphone doesn't pick it up? That's what I worry about. Not if I lean away from the mic to breathe, Tazon Day, Chocolate Rain. You remember him? <laughs> oh, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. People talk Whoa, about Chocolate up. Rain. Whoa, I don't up. remember that. I may have seen it. I don't need to see it as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But I, I don't remember what it is when people mention it. There is a weird disc. There's a lot of weird sort of cultural disconnects between your, your yourself and me. There's a lot that we. <laughs> there's a lot we mesh on the important stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Values. Values. Yeah. 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 But like. I feel like there was an era where I was scum at the bottom of some sort of <laughs> filthy pond, just sort of um, nourishing myself based on nutrients absorbed through my computer screen on an e-bombs world, on an albino black sheep, on a inter-flash site here. Wow, these are all things I don't know. And it's because <laughs> of that that there there are moments that just i feel like i'm like a i'm ta- like i'm married to a stranger like i'm married to a stranger i just i feel like you are an internet expert like when i think of the internet i feel like griffin knows what's on there and and so i don't i don't hold it against you i guess that's i guess that's a good point we both cover a lot of different cultural ground Okay. There's not there sure there's not much overlap, but that's okay <laughs> because when there's a case when people are like, you know, we're at a bar and someone's like badger 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 mushroom mushroom and I can be like, "Yeah, dude, snake." And like do the rest of the meme and you're looking at me with eyes. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening right now. But then like somebody will be like, you know, talking about a book or, or <laughs> You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like I have woken up from a coma. Like maybe I had a coma and nobody told me. Yeah. Because you will reference things and I as if as if everybody knows them. And I yeah. think that's oh, babe, not familiar. I do think that most of our well, I don't know. We're on we're on opposite ends of the gamut now because like I bet a lot of youngsters didn't go to those websites because they probably didn't fucking exist by the time they reach it. When was when your allowed. peak like when you're referencing God these memes, almighty. when was your peak internet? Like uh or Late 90s, early aughts is when a lot of this stuff like okay. really popped off. So like I would say 13, 14, 15, 16, those years, 17, 18, 19. <laughs> 2021, 20, 22, 22, 22, 22. <laughs> How old am I now? 34. Yeah, so just, yeah, basically the uh, whole part of my life. See, I know I know peanut butter jelly time. That's all right. That's a good, that's a good yeah, sure. I just assumed that was it. Yeah, we made that and stopped. 
Do you have any small wonders? Uh, drinking water. Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty alive. We So the freeze went okay. We did okay in the freeze. We we had to turn our water off continuously. For maybe, a, few nights, a few nights in a row. Maybe unnecessarily, but after you have the experience that we had, it seemed necessary. For new listeners, our house exploded. Yeah. And in, in, in 21, we, we lost our master bathroom. Uh, and in and 20, bedroom. In 22, and- we thought, well, that's not happening to us again. And so then we, we made it through and we thought we're great. And then the, the drinking water stopped. Yes, Austin has been under a boil water notice for three days, four days now. Uh, and it is our second in a year in like fifth and three years. Um, yeah. So I guess our infrastructure <laughs> in Austin needs work. Yeah, what was wild was that we were told to start boiling our water. I started getting lots of texts, <laughs> including texts that told me how long to boil the water and then to let the water cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but never really made clear to me why. Somebody apparently goofed up, which I don't I don't think that <laughs> water, I don't really think any sort of um, utility like that should be something that one person can like have an off day at their job. And then the whole, for a million people, the water is poisoned. Yeah. I, w- I will say there are a lot of areas that have this issue continuously. Of course. Yes, we are not uh, really so, suffering. Uh, yeah, I recognize this is temporary for us and we're lucky for that. But I will tell you, I really appreciate uh, being able to drink water, um, you know, out of a faucet. Yeah. Now, like I didn't, I didn't before. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say uh, the after party on the Apple oh, TV. Oh, good one. Uh, it is a, a mystery, a murder mystery show with a, a fucking all-star cast. Yeah. Just, uh, just uh, every scene has somebody that you are delighted by. Uh, and it's like, it's that unique kind of delight where, you know, it's not like, oh, I see this person and everything and I, you know, I'm over it. It's like, oh, good. This person too. Yeah. So, uh, Tiffany Haddish is the lead detective on the show and it's like the best role for her. Yeah. Uh, Sam Richardson from Detroiters, uh, and I mean, he's been in uh, so much stuff at this point. Uh, Alana Glazer, Ben Schwartz, Ike Barinholtz, like all of these people. And they are all, uh, they've all gone to a high school reunion. And then at this after party, Dave Franco plays this pop star named Xavier who gets murdered. And so the each episode goes through the events of the night through one character's perspective and sets up in the pilot that like everybody's the star of their own movie in their mind. And so basically each episode in diving into like each of these these characters in the show basically goes through the night in a different genre of film yeah. essentially uh like Ben Schwartz's uh he is a uh sort of failed music producer and so his episode is uh, a movie musical yeah and um, Sam Richardson is a romantic comedy yeah it's it is brilliant and so funny and everybody is dave franco just puts on a fucking clinic like (laughs) the funniest (laughs) shit i've ever seen him in it is it is a really really good show um speaking of i go first this week yeah i am also going to talk about another show that we've been watching okay and it has become like my new favorite television program and it is called murderville yeah 
Murderville is it's on Netflix. Uh, it is an adaptation of a BBC show called Murder in Successville, and the two shows basically have uh, uh, this, the same premise. It is a procedural cop drama in the vein of God Almighty, all of them, NYPD Blue and uh, Law and Order and NCIS and like all of those, any sort of cop drama that you can imagine, It it is one of those. It stars Will Arnett as Detective Terry Seattle, and each week he has to investigate a murder. And the twist is that in each episode, he is assigned a new celebrity guest star as his partner. And it is a scripted drama for everyone except for the celebrity guest star who has not seen the script and has to improvise everything start to finish and just follow along as best that they can as, as each episode goes, and while also trying to solve a mystery. Yeah, and I was really surprised by the celebrity guest because... It runs a wide range. I assumed... The first episode is Conan O'Brien, and so I thought, okay, it's just going to be actors that are known improvisers. Right. You know? Uh, and, and then I looked at the rest of the roster, and it's I was like, wow. Just a couple of them are actually that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's super formulaic, right? Because cop shows are super, super formulaic. In each episode, they introduce the guest star. Uh, there's like ongoing through lines about Detective Terry Seattle and his partner who was mysteriously murdered 15 years ago and the painful divorce that he's going through. Like it's not just, you know, bottle episodes every single time. And then they have to go to a crime scene where they look at clues and then they go to investigate three different suspects. Uh, before the guest star has to decide who they think the murderer is. And that's not a lock. I think it's, trying to remember back, there's only six episodes on Netflix. I think like only half of them actually got the murderer correct at the end. of. So not everybody is an expert sort of uh, at, at yeah, cracking that's the what case. I didn't. that's what I didn't realize when I first started watching, that like it is designed so the viewer at home can like put it together. There is a gamey element to it. Uh, which is like an I feel like unnecessary layer, but one that I feel like really makes this show fun on an, multiple levels. Where you are, you want the guest stars to be funny, and most of the time they are very, very funny. But also, like you want to know how good a detective they are, like how good they are, like solving puzzles and being clever. Yeah, because it's extra charming if they're like taking it really seriously. Right, exactly, and and most of them do. Uh, and what's like super brilliant about the show like the the this this setup is like amazing and i love a reality show with just like a clever concept that will pay off forever right like that there's just infinite ways to to wring that delicious you know reality tv show juice out of um but because it is also a send-up of cop dramas they basically give themselves the freedom to put the guest stars in any situation you could ever imagine. Uh, so we just finished the finale last night with Ken Jeong as the the celebrity guest who has no idea what's going on. And they are investigating a woman who is the host of basically a Shark Tank-style television show. And so in order to investigate her, they have to go undercover by pitching a product called Icebreakers with a Z, which are big blocks of ice with uh, icebreaker questions like frozen inside and so they have to shatter them on the floor and then retrieve the cards inside which have incredibly like 
personal questions about the murderer <laughs> suspect they're like smash oh it says here uh where were you on the night of september 5th 2006 and the person's like wow that's really specific just <laughs> to me there's uh an episode where like uh annie murphy has to uh cook in like a a, a kitchen and like stir a big thing with her arm uh it, it, like there's so many marshawn lynch has to pretend to mirror somebody from behind like a, a yeah. two-way mirror that is not i don't want to there's so there's few so episodes. many you're right I mean, there's I don't so few episodes it. i don't want to spoil too much of it um but it is but that's delightful. just to say like with this show there's only six episodes but like it proves that they could do anything with mm-hmm. this format. Like they could put themselves in any format and be like, well, this is in the interest of investigating this murder. So that is why we have put you in this, this scenario. There's no shortage of, they're not going to repeat, I think concepts anytime soon. It's just such an easy like show to get into. I will say that the, the episodes, I think quality differs from episode to episode will Arnett is like always great i cannot imagine anybody else doing that role because yeah. it is like peak will arnett like gruff kind of dumb detective yeah. guy yeah. but he is an incredible improviser who like is able to take whatever the guest like puts up and like yeah. run with it uh which is great if the other person's being hysterically funny and he can build off that. Or if the other person's not really giving him anything, he can sort of still kind of power yeah. through and make it work. Like Sharon Stone is one of the guest stars and it's probably the weakest episode for me just because like there's not much fun, like actual yeah. improvising and building and stuff that happens there. Uh, but Marshawn Lynch gets into the role so fucking instantly and so deeply yeah, for those of you that have watched like an athlete host uh, an episode of Saturday Night Live, you realize like most of them do not have comedy chops. But oh man, <laughs> he j- he he walks in and is like, "By the way, I don't want you to call me Marshawn Lynch this episode. I want you to call me what is, De- Detective Bagabitch, yeah, 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 or Bagabish, as they <laughs> then change it to." And Will Arnett is just like, <laughs> "Okay, we could, yeah, absolutely, we can do that." Uh, Kamel Nanjiani is probably my favorite. Yeah. Episode of the whole yeah. series in that I am I I I have not laughed to the point of hurting and like oh no I might lose consciousness from laughing as hard at this as I am but start to finish that episode it, w- it was just so funny and I feel like it is the concept firing on all cylinders simultaneously because Camille Lanciani was also a pretty good detective as it turned out. Yeah. Uh it's it's man uh, I, you know, Rachel and I watch probably more reality television show than anybody else on the planet. I don't know why I said we watch reality television show. There's more than <laughs> one of them. Um, but I just love it when the premise is so good. That's why I like a um, that terrible utopia show that we watched yeah. where the people had to build a community. Is like uh-huh. they didn't execute on it very good, but damn it that concept was so strong i know uh or uh solitary like there i love a reality show where the idea is just like you hear the elevator pitch and you're like oh okay i'll watch that and i feel like murderville (laughs) uh uh, justin and dad and travis were texting me about it and i was like oh yeah yeah of course i'm going to watch that and enjoy it Uh because the concept is just so uh so amazing so yeah, I, I haven't watched Murder in Successville. I know, I want to check it out now. Apparently there's a big facet of that that isn't present in Murderville, which is in Murder in Successville, it takes place in a town called Successville, which is filled with celebrities who are being played by 
other comedians. So oh. like Gordon, somebody plays Gordon Ramsay who shows up in a bunch of episodes and like huh. the, uh, you know, the victims are like, you know, L- Lindsay Lohan as played by somebody else, huh. which uh, people say is, is hysterical and I don't doubt it. And uh, this show doesn't have that, but it definitely, definitely still works. Yeah. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. It is. I know. I want like a new season like next instantly, month. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It is wild watching it at the same time as the after party, as mentioned earlier, which is like a more, you know, it is still very funny, but a more straight laced, obviously, because it's fully scripted and everybody has seen the script uh, mystery show. Um, But I would say they complement each other quite, quite well. Also. So that's, that's my recommendation. I don't talk about TV shows in the big segments that often, which I feel like is a, a real, uh, really really identifies how much i very much enjoy this show uh-huh gotta watch murderville can you steal us away let's i'll go. show you how there's let's... a button here there's a button you press and it releases what? this lever you pull on that lever as hard as you can and you're gonna want to pump it and then you're stolen and then you're stolen away yeah okay well i'm doing that okay. now Beep. Yeah, that's you got it. Sounds a lot like you. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird. (laughs) Griffin. Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible 
that's um th- for the commercial, the Super Bowl commercial they had. That was my voice yelling, anything is possible in the wow. background. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. Hey, head to squarespace.com slash wonderfulpod for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code wonderfulpod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Couple, 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 couple jamble jobs here. <laughs> That's fun. Couple, couple jamble jobs here. And this first one's for Grace. And it is from Trisha, who says, Dear roommate, from sticker wars to stairwell chats to international calls, you've always been my wonderful thing. And whether it's for your big successes, she has a PhD, y'all, or the seemingly small ones, I am so proud of you. You will forever be my roommate, my family, my person, and my most amazing Grace. I love you a lot, weird one. You know, I noticed this message wasn't for Dr. Grace, and it seems like it should be. Yeah, you got to keep it. I know, Trisha, it's hard to lock that in that your pal Grace, who you've just (laughs) sort of like run around with, they're a doctor now. Yeah. They're a doctor now, and you got to. Dr. Grace. You got to respect. You got to respect that and defer to them in all things. (laughs) Can I read the next one? Yes. It is for V. It is from Pepper. V. To marry you on Halloween was an absolute dream come true. The culmination of these last 10 years together has meant the world to me. You are kind and soft and funny, and you give my life such happiness. The only thing in life I wish to do is to continue to be your wife. I love you, Pepper. There aren't many things I regret about our wedding. Okay. But if we could have done it on Halloween, holy shit, that would have been so oh, dope. Oh, man, you're one of those. Mm-hmm. Would you have worn like a fun costume? Like mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like have to unwrap you to get the ring? Or well, something? you would be dressed up in a sort of like Brandon Fraser in the mummy uh-huh. outfit. Okay. But instead of us battling with the swords, uh-huh. we would kiss and commit to each other forever. That's the same, really. That does kind of happen in The Mummy, doesn't it? I, I haven't seen the death film. Death is only the beginning. They say that in The Mummy. It sounds wild, though. You haven't seen The Mummy, and that's still unacceptable. <laughs> Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. Hey, kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) Doctor Who? Yeah! Can I tell you my thing? Yeah, tell me about that 
thing. So let me tell you off, off the cutting room floor, and this is kind of an, an embarrassing uh, admission. Uh, so I was going to do balloons. <laughs> awesome, babe. But then I looked at wonderful.fyi and realized that I have talked about both uh, parade float balloons. Parade float? Parade float balloons. I like float better. Uh, and also a bunch of balloons. So there's been a sort of... So I've I'm definitely been into balloons for a while now. Yeah, yeah. And I realize I probably don't need to tread that ground again. No. But when I was thinking about bunch of balloons, I started thinking about... Condoms. Inf- no. I started thinking about infomercials. Okay. And how I kind of love them. You do. What were you doing recently that you were having trouble with and you said you were like... <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, it was stuffing pillowcases. Oh, this will be an interesting thing to talk about. Okay, so uh, I have this oversized body pillow. Uh, this body pillow is difficult to get in the pillowcase. Sure. And and I have a similar experience kind of in trying to get a duvet cover on a um, duvet. <laughs> Like a down comforter. Yeah, sure. So, so uh, what I do basically is just struggle through just it. Fucking ram I don't it in have there. a technique. I don't have a hack. Yeah. And then Griffin revealed to me that he does have a hack, and yeah. was shocked that I do not. Yeah, you flip Can the you... you flip the pillowcase inside out, right? And then you put the like far edge of it on the, uh, you know, one of the edges of the pillow. And then instead of cramming the pillow down into the sausage casing of the pillowcase, you sort of unroll the the uh, pillowcase out around the uh, or out around the the pillow. Okay, that was nothing. <laughs> it's basically the equivalent, and I don't know why I'm just sort of stuck on condoms today. From like unrolling a condom and then yeah. like. Trying to like shove. Oh God, the gesturing you're doing right your now. <laughs> thing into it versus putting your the condom on the edge of the thing and then sort of doing it like they teach you in health class. <laughs> that was a really, really clear and concise way of explaining. The, anyway, the when Griffin realized I don't do this when I put pillows and pillowcases, he was shocked. And, and well, I said, I said I felt like somebody on an infomercial. And you admitted that it takes you a really, really, really long time to like make the make the bed because of this very because of this very thing. Yeah, I have a similar experience. We have outdoor uh, cushions that I have to put the case on. This technique will work on those too. All of these things take me forever, and I just thought you had to muscle through it. And I felt like somebody on an infomercial, which leads me back to my wonderful thing this week, which is infomercials. Yes. Um, There was a real heyday for this. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, I want to name, so I found a thrillist list of infomercials. I'm going to hit them. And just see kind of if you remember them. Okay. Number one, of course, George Foreman Grills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have one? Of course we had one. It was the lean, lean, mean, fat grilling machine. Yeah, we had we had a couple of them. We had like the OG one. And then when they came out with like an even bigger one, uh, we my, my mom used it constantly. Oh, really? Got a lot of use out of our I George just assumed Foreman it was grill. for people in college who didn't have access to you know, real, like, stovetop situations. I mean, we had access to a stovetop, but, like, uh, it could cook meat twice as fast because you didn't have to flip it. 
And so when you have the huge one and you can just like throw a bunch of shit down on it and then squish cook it, uh, that was very appealing to my mom. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we use that thing a lot. Yeah. I had something like a, like a triangle sandwich cooker that was kind of similar. Yes. Everybody had that, that, yeah. pig, that little, uh, bargain bin paninis or whatever. <laughs> uh, number two, the total gym. Yeah. Which, I, I don't, gun to my head. I don't know what the fuck that was. It was like, so Chuck Norris did it. Wesley Snipes did it. Christy Brinkley. Was it um, Bowflex adjacent? You could like. You, it was kind of like a Bowflex in that it was like a full body workout station. Yeah. Um, but it cost like over $900. So it wasn't really like the George Foreman grill. Yeah. I don't imagine they moved a lot of units on that. Uh, moon shoes. Yeah. Do you remember these? Of course. Like the Nickelodeon, like you'd put them on your feet and they were like little bouncy trampolines. Yeah. I have to imagine that that infomercial mainly aired on Nickelodeon. Went, I don't know did. that I saw yeah. that one. Uh, I don't know that we could even call it, that feels more like a commercial to me because like what yeah. problem are moon shoes solving? <laughs> There's not somebody like walking around in regular shoes trying to jump and just like falling down. Going, well, well, it's so got to be easier. There has to be a better way. The infomercial is just like a a commercial. It's just like a long commercial. It doesn't have to solve a problem. That's hmm. just a popular technique that we have seen used a lot. Right. Um, okay. Uh, OxyClean. Oh yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Proactive. Yeah. Thank you, Mandy. Mandy Moore <laughs> cleared my shit up in college. Also, Thank just you. Justin Bieber, Jessica Simpson, Katy Perry, Adam Levine, yeah. Olivia Munn, like bunch of just star studded. Yeah. Uh, Bowflex. Yeah. As you mentioned, the Thigh Master. Yeah, that's more old school. Slap chop. Slap chop. Now we're starting to get into the ones where, like, I actually got one, and I was like, uh, "This is actually pretty dope." Yeah, I do kind of love the pretty slap fucking chop. great, man. Uh, shake weight, shake weight, which was just a delight. Uh, this, you ever, you ever fuck with a shake weight? Well, we have our our friend had one at her apartment. Yeah, and so I got to to see the experience. Yeah. Uh, in person, you do one of those once, and it's like this is difficult and horny. Uh huh. This is difficult and horny, and those are two things that I don't that shouldn't that are odd bedfellows. Uh, the snuggie. Oh yeah. The Clapper. Damn, it speaks to the strength of infomercials that I know all of these shits. And then the Gazelle, which was basically a Nordic track, but it was like an elliptical Nordic track. Is it just because they carpet bomb television stations for like a year with Mm -hmm. these? So it's just like the, the sheer repetition of it is just like, ah, yes, the Snuggie. So in 1991 alone, the infomercial industry generated more than 750 million in product sales. Okay, uh, that they doesn't had their sound own, like very much. They had their own version of the Oscars called the Play Awards. Uh, they gave out to like infomercial superstars. Yeah, a lot of those superstars, I would say, probably didn't. Yeah. <laughs> have long-lasting and fruitful no. careers. In fact, some of them turn out to be pretty big creeps. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say that is true, if not half the time, maybe a majority of the yeah. time. <laughs> um, infomercials actually started in the 1940s. What the fuck? Um, but they had FCC regulations that limited the length of them until 1984, when you could do like a full 
program. It was just if it was longer than 15 minutes, you had to say it was paid advertising. Oh, God. But yeah, in 1984, the Cable Communications Policy Act allowed people to just really go for it in the space. Such a shitty, like, you're watching one Saturday morning on ABC, like, kicking it with, like, all your favorite shows, and then that immediately ends, and then you hear, the following is a product placement for old bone medicine and you're like ah fucking snore (laughs) snooze what a what a way to pull the the rug out from under some kids i just i I mean you say that but like there's something about the format right of like like a countertop full of simultaneously like cooking george foreman grills Mm -hmm. and just like the unboxing of each grill (laughs) to see what meat product was in there and the 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 pacing Mm -hmm. you know like i don't know it was very engaging it's very engaging sorry that made me think of the corn baller from arrested development (laughs) yeah well that's the thing right like that really like generated a lot of parody uh particularly on like saturday live for example they really went for it um but yeah in arrested development too uh it's just such a i don't know man it's so entertaining and like and and nostalgic for me i like them because they exist in a parallel world where human needs and desires are twisted dark mirrors of <laughs> that of our world, which I'll henceforth refer to as the light world, where you see the, I can't remember the gentleman's name who did pass away, who did the OxyClean. Billy Mays. Billy Mays, mm-hmm. who takes the Flex Seal tape and there's like a hole in his aquarium that's just shooting out just this <laughs> constant stream. And he's like, your, your aquarium's all fucked up? And then he slaps the flex seal tape onto it with the force of like an asteroid impacting the earth. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is gone and you see that and you're like, wow, Billy, that beats ass. But also, when am I going to have an aquarium with a (laughs) hole in it? I know. That's awesome. That's awesome that they can plant the seed in your mind of your aquarium might get a hole. And I think like, I don't have an aquarium and that's not how glass works, but... (laughs) You might be right, Mr. Mace. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. They like they create a problem that you may or may not have known that you had, and then they show how they effectively solve that problem. And it's just like this moment of like like uh, just pure relaxation. Sure. Just like, oh, this problem has been solved and there is one thing that does it. On to the next. Yeah. On to the next I will one. say there used to be like a little as seen on TV display at Bed Bath & Beyond, and I always loved checking that out. Yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know that I, there was – eventually I feel like infomercials became too self-aware, and then it was things like the – like – Marshmallow Cannon. And I was like, okay, I'm not, yeah. a ki- I'm not a fucking kid anymore. The Snuggie was kind of right there on that. Like, it was kind of like, we, yeah. we know this is just a blanket we put arm holes in. People know that you and I love comfort, but there is a level of like, it's hard not to see somebody wear a Snuggie and not think like, that. Prob- it probably smells pretty bad in there. <laughs> I don't care how long you've had it on. It probably doesn't. It's probably not great in there. Well, yeah, I mean, most of these are not made of the highest quality um, products, you know, like, like, yeah, you can't, you can't 
pass a Snuggie onto your grandchild. <laughs> I will say we had a leak in our roof. I slapped some fucking Flex Seal up on it, and it still leaks sometimes. <laughs> but not as much. There you go. That's a ringing endorsement from Griffin McElroy. <laughs> I probably used it wrong. <laughs> Uh, hey, that's it. Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Yeah. So many great shows. So many great shows. Uh, you have a live performance coming up, I saw. Yes. We're doing a live Mabim Bam uh, show. Uh, and I'm going to tell you all about it. It's this month. It is this. It's it is this month, and I am going to tell you all of the details <laughs> right now. It's on February twenty sixth at nine p.m. Eastern time, and tickets are ten bucks. And uh, it's you can get those ticks at bit.ly/slash/mabimbamvirtual, and uh, the video on demand will be available for two weeks after the show. So you should come and check it out and have a fun time with us. Uh, we have a bunch of merch at McElroyMerch.com. The pin of the month this month is Sawbones number two books, which are books that vaguely reference Poopy. Uh, <laughs> Can I tell you, I was really debating whether or not to get the I'm Not Ashamed of My Clown Husband sticker. Um, the one that was designed by Jacob Bailey, J.S. Bailey, 817 on Twitter. Sales yeah, for which benefit the Huntington Children's Museum. Obviously a little on the nose uh, for me, yeah. um, but I, I'm so charmed by it. There's also <laughs> pins for our 20 rendezvous theme for this year on Mabim Bam, uh, one of which is like a prom photo of the three of us, and one of them is us on a floating tandem bike. It's very whimsical. Uh, <laughs> uh, and those were designed by Lucas Hespenheide. Uh, and yeah, those are all available at McElroyMerch.com. So come, come, come get you some. That's it. That is it. Have, have a good, have a good safe week. Oh, hey. And thanks to everybody that attended our wonderful live show. Yeah. We were able to give over $8,000 to Austin Batcave, which was a nice thing for them and for us to be able to pass that along. Yeah, it was so awesome. Uh, Apologies also for missing last week. It has been, uh, we we have been on a, a, a difficult journey the last, I would say, six weeks or so. But, uh, what's that coming up over the horizon? Here comes the sun, baby daddy. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Here come. Here comes the sun. I really want to be able to play with you in this space, but I just. It feels like you actually don't. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.